and welcome back to another edition of Kent and the Steering Team for yet another week. This is episode 112, I believe. 112, flying through it at a rapid rate of knots. Once again, you're joined by myself, Phil, my very special friend, Drew. Um, unfortunately, Kent can't be with us this week. He's actually off being uh, all hip with the kids and doing trick or yeet as it is Halloween. The Halloweth of wings. Anyway, on with the show. Drew, how are you? Well, I'm a little better now because we've just spent the last 10 minutes scrambling for our topics, completely forgetting this is our Halloween episode on Halloween. Yes, exactly. It's it's, it's the one time that it, that it uh, I think, well, this is the first time in the two years we've done this that it has fallen on said day yeah. properly. Let's see if I get this episode out on time. Um, it is Wednesday for me, which means that in the US, which is when SoundCloud counts it as going out, I've got plenty of time to do it. I know. Uh, Australian time aside, well... We'll see. <laughs> but US time, that's all that counts. Yeah, I should get it out in time. Um, we'll have it out yes, in time. of course. Well, exactly, of course. We got we got Halloween to talk about. We got plenty of Halloween to talk we about. Um, I can um, tell you that there we we I've been to a Halloween party this week. You've been to a Halloween party this week. Yeah. Uh, I've I've I mean, of course, we've got the the major scandal in Australia. Yet another Halloween, a scare for all Woolworths workers, if you will. Uh, the <laughs> fact that Woolworths has been underpaying their staff. Of course, we've got more news on Disney+, Plus, the streaming service with all the Disney stuff, plus more, because Fox as well, because, you know, they can. Uh, yeah. And um, Coldplay, we, we finally heard... Um, Finally heard the songs. Well, well, the announcement, even. like We didn't even well, know the, what the was coming. We just knew there was well, a countdown, remember? Exactly. That's true. We did only know that there was a countdown, but now Ooh. we've heard the songs. Songs have been played. Love them. <sighs> Amazing. You called me yes. during the week so we could find out what I thought of, or you could find out what I thought about them, yeah, heard what you think about them. I couldn't wait Now we'll tell today. the listeners. No, exactly. Well, of course not. It's Coldplay. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah, we had to have Gotta this discussion. It. Anyway, let's 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 kick off at the beginning. The beginning yeah. of the beginning. On with the start show. the story from the start. On with the show. Halloween Drew. Halloween Phil. Here we are. Yeah. We're here. It's this episode. This is, is our third Halloween, Halloween episode. It is our third Halloween episode. We're we doing anything special for it? Well, yeah. we're talking about it. <laughs> that that's all that counts. Yeah. How is your Halloween? Well, not how was your Halloween. How has your Halloween build-up been, Drew? And how do you think your day is going, being that this episode is going out on Halloween? How do you think your day is going on Halloween? <laughs> yeah, well, for me, it's been Halloween for all the last 80 minutes. <laughs> oh, of course, because you're in yeah. Australia. Yeah. yeah, see, for me, it's only 2.20pm on the Wednesday, so not even there yet. But to be fair, at the same time, Halloween's been basically operating here since, let's say, Friday. Because yeah. there's been the big build-up of everyone getting ready, and because it's midweek, it's mm -hmm. the parties have all been split over last weekend and this coming weekend. Certainly, in yep. my case, I went to a Halloween party on Saturday night, which was a tremendous amount of fun, from what I remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah, from what you can remember, and of course, yes. that was with our dear, dear show guests and friends, Bianca and Carmen. Indeed, um, it was. Carmen put on a fantastic shindig, from what I hear uh, her, and what I see of pictures. Her yearly event, yeah, yearly Halloween uh, get together. It's funny, Halloween is such a, a relatively small thing in Australia. Um, I myself don't give a single shit about it, but I think yep. it's fantastic fun to. And it's an excuse to hang out with your friends for a lot of them to be dressed up. I can still remember last year at that party. I was in my work uniform because I just finished work. I had no 
plan right. of coming along, but you guys somehow dragged me along. And in my work outfit, poured red paint all over me, so I look like a um, retail worker. Well, I just look like a normal retail worker Who that had postal. cracked at some <laughs> customers. Yeah. Sarah is in the background pointing. Point again? I'm pointing proudly. Pointing point at me now? Thank you. Yes, she's pointing at me in uh, my Halloween costume for this year because we've been to a Halloween party. Um, we had no idea what we were going to go as. We couldn't decide. We thought we were going to go as Earth and Moon, me being Earth and Sarah being Moon because she's right. Sarah Moon. Uh, and also she... Sorry? You don't reveal your form. Philip Well, it's because it's not a very stunning last name. It's not a very, like... No, I thought you were, like, mysterious no, podcast. No, it's, it's not a cool, cool name, yeah. like Sarah Moon. Okay, what did you go as? I want to know. Okay, I went as, in the end, we went shopping all day, gave us the shits in the end, running around all over Leeds, looking oh, for... Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, running, looking around for... A black top, which was easy, um, and then looking for headbands, so that way we could tape a globe <laughs> to my head and Sarah's cool th 3D printed moon that lights up on her head. Um, and then uh, we were going to put um, glow-in-the-dark stars and star stickers, and then we found these fantastic 3D planet stickers um, oh, at John Lewis that were able to stick all over my shirt. Sarah loves it. In fact, she's going to just wear it casually anyway because she thinks it's a cool top. I think it looks really cool. Yeah. Um, mm, and that's... Super well, I decorated you. Yeah, I said they're playing PlayStation while she decorated me, which is very nice of her. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's what I went as. I, we ended up leaving the globe at home because it had a, punch, a slow puncture in it. Uh, and um, I just went as the solar system. Cosmic and boy. As, as Cosmic Boy. And uh, Sarah was... Sarah cosmic the Moon. Boy. Was a gypsy Moon. Gypsy Moon. She was yeah, a Gypsy so Moon. Cosmic yeah, boy, a, like a, yeah, cosmic boy, cosmic boy. Yeah. I love it. And Sarah was Sarah the Moon. Sarah the Moon. Yeah, look, it worked. It worked. It worked well in the end. We had we had fun. It was with all of her work friends. Um, look, we couldn't stay too long. We did have to have a a, a trek to Shipton Thorpe to visit her mother. Um, yeah, the next morning, but uh, that was fine as well. That was good fun driving in our mini, of course. Um, yeah. Plug in that minute. Yeah, well, the money is a, le it's a legend. It's a plucky little thing. Um, and uh, yeah, but look, we had fun. We had a great Halloween party. Your one, good. You say it was good. From what you remember, tell us more. From, from what I remember, like. I'm not going into all the details of mine. You've already heard the story. <laughs> Needless to say, many a drink was had. Um, much like you, I had trouble with figuring out a costume. Um, yep. Went went costume hunting with our dear friend Jesse. Yes. And we went to the costume shop. Rage quitted after about twenty minutes, and yep. went fuck it. We're going to Kmart. Uh, went and bought the most plain clothing imaginable. Yes. And so you could ruin them. Yeah, basically ripped it up, covered it in makeup, and went as zombies. Of course, which was Zombie. a great deal of fun. You were, you were, by by all accounts, at the end of the night, you were the Walking Dead. Oh yeah, without <laughs> a doubt. You, and when I and when I went to work the following day, I yeah, was you were truly still the Walking the, Dead. You were, you were more so. And in fact, if anyone was to get into in your way, I'm sure they would have 
feared The Walking Dead. Oh, very funny. I had a number See of coworkers. You, yeah, very good. You, yeah, you, you're getting into dad joke territory there. Yeah, dad, well, dad jokes are some of the best jokes. I agree. Sarah hates me for them. Yep, she just said yep. She'll deal with it. What's that, Sarah? Oh, you think they're the best? They are the best ever, I know. She's actually not even here. Uh, just saying what I think she's saying. Uh, yeah, no. Tell, uh, tell her to reply to my message. Uh, Sarah Moon, yeah. reply to Drew's message, please. She just is now. Oh, good. Thank you. Yes. No, that's okay. Uh, yeah, look, I, Halloween isn't a very big deal for me still. Um, again, I say every year. No, I, I, it's not funny. I, I mean it. Like, I, I, I appreciate I'm not laughing at that. I just got a photo of you in your costume. Oh. Okay. Sure. Uh, look, Halloween isn't a very... Moving right along. Um, on with the show. Uh... Halloween isn't a very big deal. Shut up, Drew. He's laughing a lot still. You should upload it as like the album art for this episode. If you have sorry, oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, you're talking to oh, Siri. <laughs> I mean, you're you're really shining through there. Yeah, you're really shining. That Drew. You're you're clearly the center of the universe in that photo. Well, I'm the center of the universe to me all the time. <laughs> Funny, Drew. Good puns. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Anyway, on with the show. Drew, on with the show. On Halloween the isn't show. The, Halloween isn't the biggest deal to me, you know, really, because it's not. It's just not an Australian tradition so much. I do appreciate that it is. I'm now sliding over the side of the team where I'm like, I, I appreciate that it is becoming something. I think it is... While it's still not so commercial, I, I think I hate the commercialism of it still. Um, I do appreciate the fact that, yeah, it's, a, it's it's an excuse to get together and have fun with your friends. and In Australia, know, for, for, that's what it is. Yeah, and for little kids, it is this opportunity to, again, I mention it every single year, and probably three the three episodes leading up to it and the two episodes after Halloween. I love the fact that in my neighbourhood... They're quite respective of some people aren't interested in it at all. So, you know, led by our American neighbor, they'll go around with with flyers. And if kids want to come around and um, receive candy, they can. Um, if the house has a flyer on it, the parents know that their kids can go there and they'll take the kids there and they can get some, some candy from some neighbors. So that that's I really appreciate that. I like that. It is respective of everyone that wants to partake and those that don't. Um, for us older people, it's an excuse to get, get together with your friends. I'm still not so bothered with the whole costume side of it. Like I just can't be asked. Unless unless I have the motivation for it, I'm not bothered. You're obviously. So boring. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> um, you know, like it it's it is a bit of fun, but it still costs money to get that costume organized. Yeah, again. Yeah, and we weren't we weren't dressed up as Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. But here they don't have a Kmart. They don't have a Kmart or a Big W or something like that. Is there an equivalent? No. Oh, that's not. disappointing. There's not an equivalent of JB Hi-Fi. Like, there's just... HMV is close, but it's not... HMV is the equivalent of Sanity. Yeah, it's the equivalent of a shop called Sanity, Ceremony. Not, not JB Hi-Fi. <laughs> we used to have HMV here, and, and they were merged with Sanity. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, we used to have... Oh, thank you very much, Sarah. We used to have a game in, in Australia, too, but then that got... That used to be the Games Wizard. Then they bought them out and made it 
game. Um, game, and then it went out of business because EB Games somehow beat them. Even though EB Games, I think it's because EB Games charges about four thousand dollars for a PlayStation game. Yeah, and you know yeah. it's that kind of thing, and it's that kind of EB Games does that thing where you know, um, I think I saw an ad for them on the other day where they were talking about how they've got the best or the cheapest ever Xbox One um, deal. Oh, but it's it, it's three hundred dollars. But only if you trade in your current Xbox One anyway, so you just trade that in for some reason, and half your game collections and two controllers, then it's only $300 for a new Xbox oh, One. Kidney 2. Oh, and seriously, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a Kidney yeah. 2. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. So, you know, uh, it's nice uh, and affordable. But somehow that's why they're still in business. Yeah, no, yeah. but, uh, yeah. It's all good. It's all fun and good. Anyway, I had you a good need, time at Halloween. You need some version of a Kmart, though. We do. We should set up Kmart. Because it did not cost that much for us to to set up the zombie thing. Well, that's that's a good thing. I I, I remember last year you had you had the um the, the contacts in as well. You oh, were the hatter yeah. and you had the contacts yeah. in. Yeah, that Matt contacts. Hatter costume was scarily good. That Hatter costume is underneath me right now. It's in a storage box under my bed. I didn't even at first I didn't even realise it was you. That's fantastic. It was creepy and weird, but cool. That's the way it should be. Yeah, I think so. I just want to... I think that if... if I think I need a book, a costume... Not book, a costume, but organize a costume well in advance for next year. I think I should go as Frank from Donnie Darko. I could see you doing that, actually. The rabbit. You know the rabbit? Yeah. yeah. Not the guy. Not the guy. Not. I mean, not... I mean, you could you could do Jake Gyllenhaal, but no. Yeah, not, not no, Jake Gyllenhaal. I, I, could not, you, not I could see you Donnie. in a rabbit outfit. Yeah, Frank the rabbit, and just did a really creepy like. Hello, how are you? You know that weird voice he has. Yep. Such a good film. Yeah, Donnie Darko is a great film. I've already more in it. I've already got next year's costume figured out. What's your costume? It's gonna be a surprise. It's a surprise. Okay, it's a surprise, but but it was figured out um, and agreed upon the other day. Well, can I hear it then? Yeah, maybe later. Okay, fine. So um, but yeah, yeah, fine. But yeah, Halloween, hallowed, hallowed ween. I like it. I do, but I know you do. You're a big fan the, of Halloween. It's the pop culture love in me. It's also the fact that it's my son's birthday. So yeah, exactly. I, I totally that just ties um, into it. Yeah, and and the fact that he likes Halloween, I think, makes it a very um. He does. He loves it. Yeah, you know some you know some kids are some uh, sometimes born on a holiday and it just kind of ruins it for them. Yeah, I like that he's kind of embracing it. Mind you, he's he is still young, but I, I hope yeah. that he embraces it or continues to embrace it. I'm sure he will. The fact that yeah. the Nightmare Before Christmas is his favorite movie is already swaying the odds in his favor. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, moving right along, Drew. Yes, indeed. Coldplay. Um, Coldplay. Oh. We heard some songs by the, them by them last week. Yep. Um, your thoughts on those songs uh, for the audience, for the listeners? All right. So, well, before we even get into that, let's, let's actually explain what the announcement was. So the announcement was Chris Martin actually appeared on, was it BBC Radio 1? Uh, that, I think so. Is that yes. what he appeared on on one of the shows on Radio One? 
and made the announcement that Coldplay was releasing a double album called Everyday mm-hmm. Life with one CD entitled Sunrise and the other one entitled Sunset. Mm-hmm. And as part of the announcement, they, they also released the entire track list, but they also mm-hmm. released two tracks, one from each album, one song entitled Orphans and the other titled Arabesque. Mm-hmm. And God, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I hope so, because I have no idea how to say it, so I'm sure you're saying it better than I would have come <laughs> up with. I feel like Arabesque makes sense. It so. must be right. Yeah, it's, it's got to be. Anyway, they are polarizingly different songs, which I really love. Mm. But in general, I, I, I never quite know what to expect when Coldplay go, oh, hey, we're putting out a new song and a new album, because they are such a formidable force of music where every time they bring out something new, it is polarizingly different from what came before it. So Mm -hmm. we never know what to expect. And I think last week we certainly discussed the fact that from all the inklings we were getting, that this was going to be them stripping back to basics. And I know we were certainly hoping for a return to old Coldplay. Yep, exactly. And I've got to say, I don't feel disappointed in any way about that because... Having now listened to both both songs several times over, I feel like in many ways they did fulfill that. They did go back to what made them who they were in the beginning, but they've also brought some new elements to the table, but these new elements aren't reflective of the last couple of albums either. Well, well, I, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like you, 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 you nailed it in that it isn't something that we've heard before. I mean, because this, I mean, I likened these songs to almost kind of southern, like American kind of style. Yeah. Um, or southern United States kind of style. You know, um, Louisiana-ish, especially arabesque with the use of the trumpets and what sounds like, you know, almost like uh, harmonica and stuff like that, or yeah, saxophones and stuff. Ar- it, it sounds very jazzy. Arabesque um, evoked that, like for me, it sounded like something the Cat Empire would have put out. Like, yeah, exactly. And and but what's interesting as well is that having listened to them throughout the week, kind of mixing in with other Coldplay songs, mm. they sound. I don't mean this in dis- as disrespect. I mean it like incredibly respectfully and incredibly um, as uh, complimentary in that they sound like they've been. Um, these songs have been around forever. Like they're kind of just old school Coldplay songs that I just happen to listen to. I don't even, I don't even think of them as from the new album. They, these are singles for the upcoming album. No, I just think of them as these are just Coldplay songs that have been out and I know them well, you know, they're familiar songs. They Um, do have that feel to them, don't they? Yeah. And and they, they, they're not familiar. I don't know the words. I don't know the, the tune properly. I keep forgetting what's coming next and stuff like that. They are not, um, they're not in the back of my mind already, but they feel just so familiar. And I, I, again, I mean that, I mean that with all, all respect and very complimentary because I'm not saying that it is kind of tired. You're not not saying that they blend into the background in any way. No. And I'm not saying that these are just the same formula again and again, because they really are not, they're not, you know, the only sort of same formula that Coldplay use is that, every time they're going to do something different. Difference is their formula. 
And that's the same thing that happens every time. You know, it's not, this isn't a, a rehash of anything. It's not a sound that we've heard from Coldplay before. It sounds interesting. I like the use of the children singing, basically in the song Orphans, um, as mm. Orphans in some ways. Uh, also, the, the fact that they, the things that the children are singing about aren't, ch- ch- you know, child things or children things, like going off and getting drunk and stuff like that. They're, it's almost like the voices of adults singing. It's nice. Yeah, I I liken Orphans to being one of their Celebration of Life songs. You know, yeah, I would like, say like so. They, do we know which one's from which? Yes, we do actually. Um, yes. So Arabesque is from Sunrise, and Orphans is from Sunset. See, I would have put it the other way around. <laughs> so would I, and I found it really weird and interesting that that's how they did it. Yeah, I mean, it just feels like Orphans is such a... I don't know if I'm completely missing the message here because I'm not a very good kind of um, songsmith. I'm not one that's very good at looking at the details of a song and understanding the, the, the deeper meaning of it all. But um, I feel like Orphans Orphans feels, yeah, very celebratory, celebration of life-like. Um, yeah. And so it feels like it should be a sunrise, like a rejuvenation kind of thing rather than a winding down thing which i get the the picture from with sunset but i don't know i i have no idea so i feel like we're gonna we're jumping the gun with our assumptions on every level of this of course but but i feel like and again like such a stretch but i feel like perhaps sunrise is working through a very melancholy day and yep. sunset is working into a very exciting night. Yeah, pushing and on for tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's just the impression from two songs. We, we have no idea what's going to come out of all of this, but I don't know. Like, no. I'm, re- I'm so excited. Just those two songs have already got me very ready for whatever's going to come next but i feel like this is a good step for them because it's been it's been a tumultuous few years with the last few albums like yeah like coming out of viva la vida would have been so bloody hard can you imagine yeah, look, and, and, and I look, I, I, I get that. I feel like uh, Milo Zalotto was a good follow-up. I just feel like they've kind of slipped further in, not the wrong direction, but just not my favourite kind of thought. Um, yeah. Like, I listened to a bit of their old stuff the other day um, on, on, when was it? It's Saturday. I was listening to some of their old stuff, and I was like, man, like, I miss this sound and the feelings that these songs evoke rather than the stuff that's come in the last few years basically the last three albums so milo Zaloto, ghost stories mm-hmm. and a head full of dreams yeah i love all three of those albums i really do but they don't feel like the stuff that made you fall in love with coldplay no, that's that's true. I, you know, I, I, I reckon. I, I think you're you're right with that. Um, and I feel like I don't think Coldplay were ostracizing fans at all by no. doing what they did. I feel like they were definitely just playing around with new sounds and wanting to do something different. But I feel like it's not what Coldplay do do best. Um, 
you know, when when you look at the instruments that they all play, the fact that they went so electronic and stuff, and it meant that at the concerts, you know, there was less of compared to Malo Malo Zolotto, which is kind of the start of this fascination yeah. with going a little bit electronic. What they could do on stage with the instruments they had became yeah. less and less at um, a head full of dreams versus at Malo Zolotto, and very much um, compared to Viva La Vida. There was yeah. less that it was less about them and more about the sound. Which now that I'm saying that sentence, it's not what I meant to say. I I, I know what I know what you're getting at. It like when you wait, let's compare the two shows we've been to. So mm-hmm. when we went to Milo Zaloto, there was a lot more of the four of them with their instruments. The really piano, Chris Martin's piano. Chris Martin's piano, covered in all the fluorescent graffiti oh, um, and splodges of paint, sat center stage for the entire show, yeah. and he would have to run. When he did Yellow, he went from having the the, the um, guitar in front of him yeah. to then throwing it over his shoulder and yeah. hoping the strap didn't break, and it's swinging around behind him and him diving down onto that key, that, that piano and playing on the piano. I remember you know, he, watching that thinking he was going to knock himself out. Exactly. Well, yeah, like he, it was so much about the, the transition of instruments and yeah. And, and, you know, seeing him running down that catwalk from out in the middle of the, the arena Mm. down back to the stage, just to get on that piano for the next song or his part, you know, he was, it was so much about what he did with that piano. Um, and, and the rest of the gang on the drums and the, the, um, guitars, you know, and then with with a head full of dreams, it was so much more about the movement and the, just the waving and stuff like that. It was almost like, you know, I don't mean it disrespectfully to um, uh, uh, DJs now, but most of the time there, even with them with their their laptops in front of them, you know, they're not even really using um, uh, turntables and shit. It's just a laptop now, really. Yeah. Um, it's them standing there mostly with their hands in the air, trying to get us to copy them rather than them actually performing it's like what the, what's the point in me being here if all you're mm. doing is just waving at me play the music like i want yeah. to see you do it like you as know, cool which is as, the, the interesting as cool as it was at at the headful dreams show like when they did midnight like we love midnight yeah with whatever that instrument is where they have to block the sound waves or i don't yeah, even know what that's called yeah and, and the light but show that. That, that was on yeah that, that was incredible and uh, i wouldn't trade that for anything but at the same time like it was so glaringly obvious that this was something where their instruments meant absolute zip and and it was a cool thing and i'm glad that it was only that song where that really shone through but correct it just like like if if, if if they had kept heading down that path i'd be concerned yeah exactly like if you listen to um what's the monkey song again oh adventure of a lifetime adventure of a lifetime I don't know why I keep forgetting that bloody song's name. But if you listen to that, listen to the instruments in there, it's so electronic. The drums yeah. in the background there, the beat is so artificial and yeah. couldn't be replicated on stage because it wasn't genuine. It was a computer doing that. Um, no, didn't he use hand loop, drums for that track. one on, the, on stage? Yeah, but that's not even the, the main beat. Yeah. That's not the backing track to it. That's not the... Um, it's yeah, it's no. a loop in the background instead. So much of it wasn't genuine and more just almost for show and didn't enhance the song which made it kind of pointless that they were there at all. And and that was my concern with Coldplay being such a um, a band so kind of in tune with, with instrument mm. and, and producing such unique sound and 
interesting songs, the fact that they were heading down that way. Yeah, look, I, as much as I love them still, and I, I love, there are so many hits on those albums. As you said um, last week, and in fact on the phone again earlier this week, the idea that they kind of fade more into the background. If you're listening in listening to Coldplay, like having a day just on your computer and you're listening to Coldplay in the background, yeah, you'll happily listen to an entire earlier album but the later ones you tend to go nah not interested and skip the song you know yeah you flip through exactly and and that's the difference it's there's easily easy listening or or um, like like if i'm gonna if i put on x and y i'm gonna listen to every track on x and y and i'm gonna get emotionally invested or again like it always i think for us it always comes back to viva la vida because i think that was just that was them hitting this ridiculous kind of pinnacle. Yes. It was such an achievement. I think they kind of have that in a head full of dreams, but it's but it's not in the direction that we all kind of wanted it to be in. I think yeah, it's the same they, it's the same I think they were the same kind of closing bigness. out an era for themselves. Yeah, exactly. It it's the same big, but it's yeah. a different big. Yeah. It's grand, it's grand you know, scale, I mean sorry. Yeah, it, exactly. It's it's big because it's a big album. It's a big thing. It's a big festival kind of sound. Yeah, but it's but it's, but it's not the rawness like Viva La Vida is. It's the more artificial. But Viva like, La Vida is also kind of, kind of like Viva La Vida is also a concept album. Yeah, it's, it's, and that's what I'm hoping from with this one. It looks like it, and it feels like it already, and it. Mm this really seems like the closest thing that they've actually had to anything even resembling Viva La Vida. And I think even before that, uh, A Rush of Blood to the Head would have been the last one that yes. kind of had that I think feeling. it's fair, though, that they... I think it's fair, though, that they went away from what Viva La Vida kind of was, though, for well, a long they time. To. They had to. Yeah, exactly. Mile, they couldn't, they couldn't back it up. is the polar opposite. Yeah, and I'm a massive fan of, of uh, Milo Zolotto. Uh, yeah. I think that... Yeah, I think if they if they went down the same route, it would have been against what Coldplay is in that it would have been not different. It would have been the same. Yeah. And also, I think that, and I'm not saying that the two side by side, this you know the new album and uh, Viva La Vida side by side. I'm not saying that they're the same, but they're along the same strain of what they're what they're about and the way the music and the instruments are used. So mm. I think that it would have been wrong to have them side by side or the similar sound side by side. And you can also see kind of the wave in which Coldplay went, where Milo Zolotto was kind of like a new chapter and they went, okay, we're going to do a new sort of sound. And then they took that further with... Um, Ghost stories. Completely, completely different sound, but nonetheless along the same electronic sort of route with Ghost Stories, stepping it up a little bit more from... I always um, like Milo Zolotto, and then more so with a head full of dreams. I don't know about you, but like for me, Ghost Stories is literally just Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow's breakup. Yeah, like, a very kind of somber sort of that quiet album, closing. Yeah, it, but they produced it through the breakup and released it as the breakup was happening. Like it all meshed together. The two are inextricably tied. Yeah, and even the songs in there are about heartache and breakups, and it it goes into a very dark place. So I think a head full of dreams coming out it's of a celebration. That, yeah, it is, and especially when you get to the end of um, when you get to the end of Ghost Stories, the second last album on the track is a sky full of stars. Yeah. So to go from a sky full of stars leading into an album called a head full of dreams. It, 
there's so much yeah. of that that makes sense that that is the rebirth that is them coming out the other end of it and healing and celebrating a new day well that's why i like the song well that's why i like the song yeah i I, that's why i like the song everglow because it kind of is it's part of the rebirth it's part of the yeah the the start again kind of thing but it also touches back on what it was about about before it kind of grounds to what was before also i just love the song everglow i think it's such a wonderful song there's so many different versions of it and they're all wonderful Mm. but yeah it it is it kind of ties together that but again from a different completely different sound it does and And that's coldplay and i think they wrapped it up neatly in a bow by chucking um up and up on the end of that album yeah up and, and so up now here we are. Definitely closes that chapter, and now we get something very different. And it's been when did a headful dreams come out? Twenty fifteen. It's been four years. So we need it. We've been ready for it. I Can think the other thing that, that I think long. that a lot of no, it's been t- too long. But I think what's interesting as well is that uh, as Coldplay fans, because Coldplay kind of said that seven's a good ch- number to finish on. Um, oh yeah, you know there's terrified. there's. Yeah, there's there's always been that fear, and I think a little bit of resent. Well, at least from me, I think being honest, there's a little bit of resentment about ghost stories and a head full of dreams because it's kind of like they can't be the last. That they they can't end on this. This can't be it, you know. And I I think that's a little bit unfair for the albums, but I just feel that way about them. I'm like, no, this this isn't allowed to be it for Coldplay. This is this can't be what it ends on. Not that it's bad. I just, this can't be it. We need something like Viva La Vida kind of thing. That kind of fantastic explosions of different sounds and instruments. That needs to be how Coldplay goes. Not on something like this. Not something electronic. Not something down. Not something like that. Like, you know what I mean? So I think that, um, I think I'm getting past that kind of resentment. But we'll see what happens with this one. I don't think this will be the end of it either. I think they're having too much fun to do it. Yeah, I think they've they've acknowledged the fact that they've they want to keep going, and there's no reason why they should actually stop. Look, they're great. They're great at creating songs. Why stop if they're doing such a great great job of great job of it? You know, they're good at it. They are. They're very good at it. And I, again, like I am just ridiculously excited, and of course. This, I'm sure, will mean a fresh tour. God, I hope so. God, I hope so. I would happily see them if I'm still in Europe at the time of the tour. I'm hoping you're back here by then. Yeah, well, I'll be flying back home to see it anyway, again. Like I'm telling us what I'm saying. I will be seeing them. I will try and see them multiple times. You're going to join us standing for this show, right? You're not going to be sitting up in the bleachers again. No, but to be fair, the only reason why I, I was sitting last time was because at the time my knee was being a bit dodgy. And then, in fact, when the show came around, thankfully I wasn't there because my knee was like the, the size of a grapefruit. It had probably swollen up. So, yeah. No, but this time I will be. Regardless, I think, I, I think I'm think i willing to just deal with it. I'll just get a peg leg if that's the case. Chop it off the day before. I can sit on Sarah's shoulders. Exactly. Exactly. It's what girlfriends are for. Yes. Exactly. Nope, she'll be on mine. No doubt. You know, I can it is see what it, it now. is. We'll all be there in our Converse, bouncing up and down in the crowd to Charlie Converse Brown. Converse gang. Yep. I with our so. Xylo bands on. Of course. I wonder what oh. colours they'll go for this time. I'm, I'm so thinking excited. more dark. There'll be darker colours, more more muted colours this time than yeah. such bright 
vivid things. We'll see though. Uh, Drew, that moves. Uh, let's 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 move swiftly along. Um, Over plenty to of chat about Coldplay. Over yes, to Woolworths, exactly. People. Now, I don't know if you still got the article there, but but I do, do you mind having... Can you give us a read-through, a, a summation, a... Uh, I'll gi- uh, yeah, I'll, yeah. G- I'll give you a bit of an idea. Basically, Woolworths has been underpaying their staff by up to $300 million and could face billions of dollars in fines. They self-reported themselves to the Fair Work Ombudsman after an internal review found 5,700 store team members had not been paid the full award wage, and apparently they've tracked this back to 2010. So this is over a nine-year period. Ouch. This ouch. is insane. Uh, yeah, ouch for the uh, the uh, ouch for the staff, and ouch for Woolworths. And I mean that it seems to have been becoming a rather large trend that larger Australian businesses have been underpaying staff. Obviously, we know all about the uh, George Columbaris. I'm going to say so-called scandal with George Columbaris, because Mm -hmm. honestly, I don't see him as as this evil person that was intentionally doing all that rubbish. No, I I agree. Uh, No, cool, because you. It it is it is total arrogance to the next level and yeah. stupidity to the next level to think that you'd get away with it. So no doubt, I I mean this is a guy that kind of requires his um, persona and his yeah. public view to keep his business going. So much of what his, his success is built on is built on him being received as a good person to the public. He wouldn't do that on purpose. But let's remember, yeah, he's the business owner. He's also a chef. He's not an accountant. He's not the one running the numbers all day long. No, he's got teams to do that. Yeah, and clearly pays, someone else was fucking up. He pays people to do this. Somewhere within the team, something went wrong. Also, yeah. he doesn't he doesn't stand in all his restaurants all day every day operating the day to day. No. Like when he's in there, he's actually in there chefing. He's not in there being business owner and manager and whatever else. No, he's and a chef cer- first. And certainly he's not the CFO. He's no, he's not- he's a sh- Yeah. Yeah, he's a chef first and then he's a TV personality second. And and, and that's yet- kind of where it's at. And yet, because of all of that, we now have three new judges for MasterChef this this coming year that no one could care less about. Absolutely, no one cares. No one gives a single shit about them. I, I have no interest in watching the show anymore because they got well, rid of the three of them. Well, I won't watch it because I'm over here. But also, they'll say that that is my reason as well. Uh, look, well, there's there's rumors that the three of them are going to do stuff on Netflix now. I hope they do. Yeah, that'd be They're amazing. a great team. Great they team. Are. But look, case in point, Woolworths, like they're a big company. This shouldn't have yep. happened. No. I part of that article talked about how someone from the Fair Work Ombudsman went off at Woolworths going, Oh, uh, uh, acknowledging and apologizing for yeah. it doesn't Self give you admission. absolution. No. Yeah, ad- admission does not equal absolution. I thought, well, it's all well and good of you to, to still be mad at them. But look, the fact of the matter is, yeah, they did actually openly acknowledge it to the public. They didn't try to hush it away. They no, didn't. they self-reported the fact. They're like, oh, yeah. shit, we've fucked up. Um, excuse me, fair work. We've actually fucked up. We need to stop this and we need we, we need help to sort this out. Yeah. And they, I, 
they don't need go. to be lambasted by bloody the fair work ombudsman. No. They know they fucked up. They will correct it. And they're, they're clearly making every every effort to correct it. They've already pledged that they will be rectifying many, if not all, of the um, back pays for the salaried workers by Christmas. Mm. So, I, yeah, I, I, I'm with you in the sense that I, I don't... I appreciate that they came forward and were honest about it. They realised they fucked up. Again, it as I said, the same stands for what I said for George Columbaris and his company. No one would intentionally be doing this because it is no. just such a nightmare for them publicly. Like, it's a PR disaster for this. It's also going to cost them potentially billions of dollars in fines. No one does this in, on, on, on purpose because it will no, eventually, if it's on purpose, will eventually come out. Like, there is no hiding this forever. No. It, they are not going to do this on purpose. And I kind of feel, I don't feel bad. For, I feel bad for the workers that they were underpaid, but I feel bad for Woolworths in that they're kind of getting these scathing attacks by the fair work ombudsman for coming out or for being honest. Like, yeah. I don't believe, I, I think it's wrong to say that, that or for the, the opinion to be that by them being honest about it, that they're looking for, that they are looking for sympathy or looking for, for, for less harsh penalties. I think it's that they want to just kind of fix it as soon as they possibly can, as quick as they can, as loudly as they can, just so it's done. Um, there's no, then they're not trying to tiptoe. So I think it's unfair that they're getting, Without them intentionally looking for sympathy, I'm giving them sympathy. <laughs> yeah. No, if I get that. that makes sense at all. Yeah. 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 It's... Look, it's I... harsh. I, I think it's yeah. harsh for the co-workers again. The fact that there are so many people that have been underpaid. Um, you know, we know what it's like to work in a retail environment. We know what it's mm. like to work in that. So you could, I can totally understand and see where the issue is looking at kind of our history of where, where we worked. I can not saying that they are in the same situation. I'm saying that I can totally see where the lack of pay may have come from. For yep. those situations, I'm not not sympathetic to Woolworths because I know that there is absolutely, and it happens probably in every retail business, an exploitation of the workers. I know there yep. is. There's the expectation of um, overtime without pay. You know, there's that written into the contract you are expected to do x amount of hours and i if i had to guess i would say that's where this kind of um lack of payment has come in around the amount of hours of overtime that were expected without pay uh, uh and and then what has been given i think it's around that so there is no sympathy there for the company but i know that at a corporate level or even down to an individual level no one would actually be creating such a mess like this on purpose. No. Um, it's all just a, a mess of paperwork, uh, rules, union ideas, um, enterprise agreement, um, stipulations, that sort of thing that's just got them into this tricky mess that they're now in. So it's hard for everyone and no one's a winner here, not the co-workers. I mean, the co-workers will be repaid, but, you know... It, it it I, I we don't know what the amount was per person and we never will it's not our business they, but we well, don't they, know well, they, to what they level roughly, they roughly estimated i think about 5 grand per person or something 
Watch See, out. and that's a that's a fair hit to a year. Like that's unfair that someone was costed that amount of money. Yeah. Um, and that's why they're going to try and fix it. But you know, no one's a winner here. I don't know. Not the company. I do like the fact that uh, Batuta Advocate has produced, I think, four different articles taking the piss out of Woolworths in uh, a single day. Mm. Thought that was pretty good. Good on them. Yeah, that's they hit fantastic. them hard. They, I think they said something along the lines of one of the articles was uh, those co-work, those co-workers that are that are short on money um, will receive rare ushies as payment. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> look, look! Some of those are worth that amount of money because people are that retarded in buying them. So you know, yeah, especially those Lion King ones. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh boy. Oh, oh, she's what a weird thing. But anyway, that's Woolworths. That's Woolworths being dodgy. Yeah, basically, they feel really strange. Actually, they do. But alas, that is Woolworths, and that is Woolworths underpaying Drew. That brings us now to our favourite segment. It's our favourite segment, and we haven't even thought of it yet. Well, I haven't, anyway. Um, Our Sick Kent of the Week. Of course, if you would like to receive the Sick Kent of the Week award, you have to be on the show, or someone of um, importance or notable worth, I guess. Uh, To be on the show, make sure you reach out to us, Facebook, Instagram, in person, Text, letters, the use, that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, if you're on the show, you go in with a very good chance of winning it if you haven't been on the show before. If you have been on the show before and we really can't think of anything, you may get it again. But anyway, this week's Secret to the Week, Drew. Yes? uh, I have no idea. But while I remember, and yes, I am stalling our our Sitkent a little bit, um, we would like to offer our sincerest congratulations to a formerly, uh, formerly almost semi-regular guest, uh, Mr. James McPhee, on his engagement. Of course, I didn't even think about that, yes. Yeah, that doesn't mean he gets the award, he's had the award a few times. But, yeah, more than enough. Yeah, but we would like to give our heartiest congratulations to Mr. McPhee and his fiancée. We are absolutely thrilled for you. We really are. And yep. we look forward to hearing all about how you convinced her to say yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly <laughs> right. No, I, I... Well, I don't know about that. Not on the show, necessarily. But, uh... Oh. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, well done, mate. Well done. Drew, good. this week's... This week's six of the week. What have we talked about this week? I don't know. Halloween, Halloween. Coldplay, Woolworths, yeah. and Ushies. Oh, I don't know. Woolworth staff are missing out on pay. This yeah, let's nice. give it to the Woolworth staff. Yeah, Woolworth staff are missing out on pay. This week's sick of the week because you missed out on pay, so we're giving you something worth more than money. And worth more than an Ushi. Worth more than an Ushi, that's for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Drew, we did it. We got there. We, we did, did it. it. Had you, a lot of laughs. Uh, you've a lot got... of tears. Yep, you've got the rest of the day before it hits Halloween for you, and I've... Correct. I've, I've got to have a little nap before I drive up north to see the little birthday boy. Birthday boy, of course, because it's his birthday where you are now. Yes, it is. Um, he will Excellent. be he will be turning six in exactly one hour and five minutes. Oh, cool. That was a fun night six, hours ago, uh, six years ago. Oh, yeah. Well, happy birthday... Hello. 
my little munchkin, I hope you never have to listen back on any of these shows. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly <laughs> right. It'll be a waste of your time, I am certain. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. But I'm sure you will have a wonderful day. Oh, yes, you will. Excellent. Good stuff. Drew, thank you very much. Thank you, Phil. As always, a pleasure. Alrighty. Absolutely. Until next week. Yep. <laughs>